Hello, oh. everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about whatever we want. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to be doing a movie review. We decided uh, last time that we were just going to watch a movie separately and then come back and talk about it um, before we get started. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Mia. And I'm Decorious. <laughs> okay. So yes, this is the Commenter Podcast. We talk about TV shows, video games, movies, anime, social issues, whatever the hell happened yesterday. So yeah, um, today we're going to be uh, reviewing, <laughs> uh, commenting on the movie Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is a 2019 American crime thriller film. Um, thriller? <laughs> 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 The film stars Adam Sandler as Howard Ratner, somebody yeah, Ratner. Jewish Ratner. Okay, I was about to say somebody Jewish. Please correct me. A Jewish jeweler and a gambling addict in New York's Diamond District who must retrieve an expensive gem he purchased to pay off his debts. The film also stars Kevin Garnett in in um India Menzel, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, Aaron Bogosian. Uh, filming took place from September to November 2018. Um, the original score was composed by Daniel Lopez. First of all, fire him, because the music for this, <laughs> the music for this movie was trash. Um, so what I thought was interesting was that this is A24's highest-grossing film domestically with fifty million dollars, and it's also won awards. Can we please talk about how ridiculous that is? <laughs> so, did y'all like the movie? I no. actually liked it. I liked you it did. Too. No, yeah, I, like, really? it, I thought it was really good. Oh, I was shocked. No. I was. I didn't have any expectations because same Sandler, here. Yeah, because like I think we all know Adam Sandler, so I was yeah. like, if this is decent, then I'll be like okay. But I was shocked. Same, the, yeah. He did oh, really well. Oh, okay, we have two conflicting opinions then, because <laughs> snobby movie nerd and me is like, what the fuck did I just watch? I gave the movie a like 6.57 out of 10. Like it wasn't terrible, but I did start getting bored by the end. It was too long. It was too long. Too long. At that point, I was like, "Oh my god, can we just let's go?" What is? Are y'all okay? (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) What is okay? Okay, 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 okay. I was on my edge of my seat. Yeah, like what? All right. So let's have one person from the opposing team because obviously me and Marin are on one team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's have I okay, let's just move forward. The beginning of the film starts in this diamond mine in the middle of Ethiopia, and one of the workers has have basically have a bone coming out of their leg. And while they're distracted, two other workers go steal some uncut black opal. And then we suddenly jump into this whole film about this Jewish guy who owes everybody money and all that stuff. So opposing team, <laughs> you have the floor. Uh, Nia, do you want to start off with like what you know, what you like, what you didn't like? I feel like we should probably discuss the movie for before more first before we get into okay. like what we liked and disliked because it's gonna make the episode hella short if we just start off there. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like the movie, it moves on. We realize this guy has gambling he gambles he gambles on basketball 
So, you know, he's got um the guy played by Lakeith Stanfield. You guys know who Lakeith Stanfield is. He's in every black movie that's been out for the past five years. <laughs> he when I saw him in this film, I was like, What are you doing here, sir? <laughs> they had like a lot of people in here. Right? And like the actual Kevin Garnett was in this movie. Like it's just so Yeah. And if I will say real quick, I usually do not like when they have athletes in movies because they can't act, but he actually did pretty good for yeah, his role. He did. he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did do good. We, we claps for Kevin Garnett. Um, so basically this dude is he has no money. He's broke. He keeps betting on games, he keeps losing. He owes the mob, I'm guessing, the mob, like a hundred thousand dollars. He's pawning stuff, he's, you know, selling fake jewelry, all this stuff. And so basically the movie kicks off with Kevin Garnett coming into the shop because um Lakeith's character Damani uh brings him into the shop that's his job is that he gets paid like a a cut to bring Mm -hmm. people in to get like buy jewelry all that stuff and so kevin doesn't like anything in the store all of a sudden they get this delivery from a fish market and he cuts open the fish coming to find out that the uncut gems from ethiopia that we saw at the beginning of the movie are now in this man's possession and so he loans the gem to kevin garnett and Kevin Garner gives him his Celtics ring, and so then <laughs> uh, Howard, uh, Adam Sandler's character, Howard, basically goes upon the Celtics ring for more money to pay back. You'd think he would do the smart thing and pay back the yeah, mob. Yeah, you would assume that he would do the <laughs> smart thing, right? But no, he immediately walks down the street to his booker and makes a bet on the Celtics game. So because Kevin Garnett has this stone that he feels some magical aura, some magical power with, you know, it's from the motherland, you know, make sure it's like spirit to spirit, um, he wins the game. But come to find out that uh, because everybody in New York, in this community knows each other, uh, Adam Sandler's character, you know, he on cloud nine, him and his mistress are, you know... <sighs> Him and his mistress are on cloud nine because he just made a huge bet and all that good stuff. Come to find out that the mobster who he loaned $100,000 from stopped the bet so he doesn't have that money. So now he has to get the uncut gem back from Kevin Garnett to take it to an auction, which he had already promised it to. So the movie is basically him not having this gem and then having the gem. And then once he finally gets the gem, he doesn't make the amount of money he thought he was going to make. He buys it, he, you know, he, at the auction, he gets one of his friends to upsell the price. Um, even then, they lose. He gets the gym back. He sells it to, Ke- he, <clears throat> he tries to sell it to Kevin Garnett. Um, and, you know, the mobsters are chasing him. They're threatening his family. He, you know, is having some rough times with his mistress. All of this, like, very um, anxiety-inducing content. And then at the last the last part of the film, first of all, this film is two hours. Too long. Yeah, it is really long. <laughs> it is. And so the last, you know, instead of, you know, after he sells this gym to Kevin Garnett for a ridiculous amount of money, does he pay off his bills nope. to nope. the mobster who <laughs> is literally think? sitting in his store ready to kill him? No. He, <laughs> he, is gets, his mist- <laughs> he gets his mistress to take the money, sneak out the building, and go bet on the Celtics game. And so then, like, the last 10 minutes of this film is us, like, 
is he gonna win is you know Kevin Garnett gonna pull through are we gonna beat the odds we get like one million dollars if we win they win the mobsters the head mobsters lackey shoots Howard in the face and that's the end of the movie <laughs> Whew. not see that ending coming I did no. not think um, I didn't either I didn't expect him to die and so at the very least not quick and like finish like that so when that came yeah. i was like whoa i replayed that like, scene i actually gasped like so loud when i saw <laughs> something was wrong with me because like even though i i don't like care like people like that person in real life how what's his what's the character's name again Howard. 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 So like people who lie about little shit really irritate me. So in this movie, he just const- he's constantly lying about stuff he doesn't need to lie about, you know, because mm-hmm. he has a gambling problem. And so I usually like hate people like that. But like I don't for some reason I really wanted him to like succeed in the end, even though I didn't like him that much. So when they like came out of the place they were the monsters came out of the kind of doorway they were locked in and just shot him in the head, I was just so shocked like same okay they would because i thought honestly the ending i expected was that he was gonna they were gonna split the money or whatever and they would have been like we're sorry or something and then he would have gone back home to his wife and or the mistress i thought it would just be way more less nia yeah this movie you what No, I did. What? I did ask. I for real thought that he was gonna go to his wife. And be like everything was like okay, it's fine. We can go back now or whatever. I didn't think they would just kill him right there. Because kill him and okay. the other guy too, but his like, okay. brother-in-law or whatever. No, 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 no. What part of this movie thought y'all thought this was gonna be a happy ending? Please explain. <laughs> but How? no team won the game. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> he won the bet. So that's why I thought that he was gonna be okay in the end. Like I oh. even though I knew that he would still have his gambling addiction that he would obviously need to work on, the fact that he was able in the end to pull through and win that million dollars, I thought, okay, maybe he's gonna pay off his debt. And then go gamble some more or something like that. I didn't yeah, think that he same. would like die. <laughs> same, especially not that quick. Cause I think because the way the movie sets it up, they don't prepare you for him to die. Like yeah, they kind exactly. of just prepare it for like maybe his family will tell him off or his mistress will tell him off, but it's not gonna like end with him dying that quickly. Exactly. Because he, there's still by the by him dying, there's still that guy at the end who still was trying to find the mistress because he owes him money. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. thought like i was just thinking that it seemed kind of like it wasn't like out of left field that's just how i felt okay this is <laughs> wow we really did watch this movie two different ways because <laughs> i don't i don't give a shit about this character <laughs> y'all really had an attachment to this man and i don't give two shits first of all can we just start off with the beginning of the film where the intro music is 10 minutes long? Did that not throw nobody off? That's I kind of... Oh, go ahead. That no, go ahead. Off. What do you want to say? I said that threw me off for the entire film. The entire film. The sci-fi music that starts when they, like, they zoom in on the gym and then it zooms out on his colon... I, I literally watched that movie and when it when they got to part I said whose colonoscopy the next quote was and we are entering this part of the colon I was like of course okay I hit that exactly 
like the entire feel of the movie just didn't work for me, right? So there's a sci-fi. The 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 soundtrack is trash. It doesn't match up with the movie. Second of all, the um... fashion. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. <laughs> <laughs> the second of all, the fashion doesn't feel like 2019. I didn't think we were in 2019. <laughs> I see. I agree with that. I feel. Yeah, like I can the, agree with that. The timeline felt strange to me because of the fact that the iPhones they're using looks like the old iPhone. Yeah, chat yeah that's like because really the the movie was set in 2012. Okay. Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it because I was. Because I was keeping track of it because when they were in Ethiopia, so 2010, I was like, okay. And then oh. I went back and then the time jump was two years. So it was 2010. Oh, I definitely, I did it. I, I wasn't wearing my glasses when I watched this movie. So that makes sense. <laughs> it's 2012 <laughs> and not 2019. Okay. But the background music was also loud as fuck for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then my thing is, is that the movie has this thing where it wants you to be on this anxious ride like we don't know what's going to happen next things are getting bad things are getting horrible but you know it we're supposed to kind of make it it's supposed to be kind of um this like edgy intense ride and i didn't feel that like the way it's filmed the color of the film the dialogue all has that but i didn't feel that Mm. so that's where the disconnect for me is also how many times did they say fuck you as dialogue (laughs) how many times if somebody said First of all, I feel like it, it's a very real conversation, but like the overlapping dialogue, the chaoticness didn't reach a point where I felt anxious for the characters watching it. I was like, y'all are dumb as fuck and cheating each other and lying and I don't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't give, I don't care about anyone. And so when they got to, the, I, nah, I can't agree that I didn't expect him to get shot, but I can't agree that I didn't expect a bad ending because there was, I'm telling you, watch the, the last 10 minutes, the game, like us keeping score of the game got boring. I was like, is he going to win or is he going to not? Is he like, I mean, he's either going to get this a million dollars or he's not going to get this million dollars. And either way, that money's going to be taken by these mobsters. Like, I honestly don't think he would have got a fair cut. Even if the dude who was like fed up with all of this hadn't shot him. Like, I don't, like that's what my mind was going to. So like him dying in the end, I was like, okay. So that even even plus the ending, it just made me feel like I don't. I spent two hours watching this movie for this ending. Like that was it gets shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my take on it. Uh, okay. For me, okay. So when I started it, okay. Um, I thought Adam Sandler blended well into his character. Like I could believe that he was playing. You ever see a character, somebody play a character, and you're like, in what world would this person ever look like him? Yeah. But Adam Sandler, I think, blended well into his character. Yeah, um, he did a really good job. Uh, also, yeah, I just I wasn't that anxiety that they were trying to give you through the entire film was not there for me. The only time I ever felt uncomfortable was uh whenever he was in his store because it was like whenever they showed his financial struggles and every time he was doing something wrong i'm like why are you betting that like you are gonna lose more money those are the only times i ever felt something otherwise i was just watching the movie um as was going and do you remember when he was having the dinner with his in-laws and he looked at Mm -hmm. his wife and he was like look in my eyes and they'll tell you what i'm feeling that I was literally so was awkward. laughing with his wife. Oh my god. No, Marion, you know where I definitely 
I cracked the fuck up is when he came back from the office, he got beaten up and bloody nose and him and his mistress are in his office crying. I was laughing so hard. I was like, is this supposed to be an emotional scene? <laughs> because she's not even crying. She's like, but Howie, I love you. And she's like got a tattoo on her ass. And I was just like, oh, this yeah. is, this is so was, I was like, girl, like, can you make the tears look a little bit more real? Like, I was... <laughs> I was dying. I was, oh my God. Also, um, The weekend doing coke. <laughs> Very Can accurate. I, I was like, oh, that's a little too, too real. Because <laughs> that's actually happened to him. That's what part of his music was about, right? Yeah, like a lot of his music was about his drug-fueled uh, life. So he fought The weekend. I was just laughing the entire time. I was like, what is this man trying to do? Nia, what were you going to say? No, um, I agree with y'all to an extent, but also I I feel like I had a very different experience with this movie. I feel like everyone was just kind of an aggressive asshole. Like even the folks that are supposed that are because like when the initial the stress started for me, when the initial like you trade the the ring, Kevin Garnett's ring for the opal and the guy didn't show up. And I was like, oh, God, Mm -hmm. like the stress. I feel like I was just stressed out because people weren't supposed to be where they're supposed to be and then it's like oh no meet me here and then he didn't have the opal again I was like ah it's just I I felt the tension so I I can understand why y'all didn't because none of these characters honestly are likable like I don't like anybody like none of them are good people really because even his kids are annoying the ones we see (laughs) are just like attitude rich spoiled kids but like I felt like I was on the edge of my seat because they give you the the pacing of it was so quick. So it's like, okay, we're cutting to the next day. We're cutting to this. We're cut. Like it's everything's happening in every scene. So I was really into it. Pacing was slow for me, but okay. Really? I get that. Yeah. What did you think? Decorio? Uh, along the same lines of what Nia said, like it was very fast paced to me. Like it, I know the movie was long, but like, it didn't feel as long as it really is. Like, you know how, like, for example, if you watch something like Lord of the Rings, you can tell how long that movie is when you're watching it because this shit is, like, ridiculously long. But for this movie to be two hours in, like, ten minutes, it didn't feel like it was that much. And then, like, also, same thing with the anxiety starting, like, right from when he traded the ring and Kevin Garnett didn't show up when he was supposed to. Because I don't know if it's because I'm, like, in real life, I'm, like, very particular about timing so i could relate to like feeling stressed out from somebody not saying where they're supposed to be when they're going to be there and stuff like that and then i didn't think the soundtrack was that bad honestly it may be because i watched the another film of the same directors like right before i watched uncut gems i think the movie was called good times with like robert pattinson so the soundtrack was kind of like similar in a way so i was like used to it but yeah overall the movie I was kind of like rooting for Howie's character, even though I hated him. Like I said Same. earlier, it, they like do I just it. I don't know. Yeah, I wanted him to like be okay in the end, and I wanted him to fix his life. But I, I kind of knew it wouldn't happen. But like I don't know. It oh, was just, a man with also, a mistress, I, a whole mistress in a different apartment. <laughs> you wanted him to fix his life? I yeah, I did. Him I <laughs> he was was a human character i really wanted him to like not i didn't want him to get back with his wife or anything like that i don't think she deserved 
that kind of treatment. But I also think that he needed to get his life together. Like, it's like watching someone else fix their mess. Like, I'm that's not my mess. So I can watch you fix your mess. (laughs) And like, (laughs) well, I was about to say something else. I can't remember. Uh, It'll come back to me later. But um, but yeah, yeah. I agree. I I agree with the Corey 100%. I I and also I feel like the unresolved tension with his son because his son found out about the mistress. Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, I want to see this conversation unfold, and we he never gets it, so that kind of stressed me out too because I was like, okay, we can we have we have a build up going somewhere, but then all his kids are probably going to live with the guilt of not saying something to their dad or the, this was our last conversation type stuff, and I'm like. <sighs> I don't know. I kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt more than I expected to. Yeah, same. Which is weird. Like I and don't. I... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was like, I, I remember what I was about to say. Um, so for this movie, I've only seen like a trailer, like one trailer, maybe like a year ago. So I had no expectations. I didn't even read the summary. I just started the movie. So I feel like that's probably why I was like more into it, also, mm. because I had like zero expectations for this movie. Same. Literally same. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've don't know anything about this movie i didn't i don't know what if i had any expectations at all either it's just there's something about how everything is kind of surface deep and then they all all of a sudden have these really 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 emotional moments that didn't connect like the flow of the story works like timeline wise but like i didn't I, i couldn't have that like i didn't care like i couldn't create any type of affection for those characters and i'm not saying that like in like a loving way but like even when like i didn't want him to die but like at the same time i was just like i don't think i care that he got shot like there's there's something missing in the way that the dialogue and the pacing and the way that the film is filmed for me that just doesn't work and it's a like it's an okay story um calling it a crime thriller is a reach (laughs) <laughs> because i think it's more of a suspense than anything yeah. like i don't is that the official description of crime thriller yes i yeah i don't yeah i don't i wouldn't call it a crime thriller but even then i didn't feel it was suspenseful because at the beginning when um kevin garnett takes the stone and you see damani looking at the stone i was like damani's gonna steal the stone or he's gonna make it fake one and give it back to him like from that moment on, I was just like, "This is nothing gonna end well in this story." <laughs> See, but luckily, I didn't, I didn't, I never assumed that he would like make a fake stone or anything like that. I always like felt like he like needed to get the stone back, or like his mm-hmm. life was gonna be literally over. So that's why I kind of felt for him more. And like, I felt, I felt like he was like a very real character. I don't know how to describe it. Like, he just had like actual problems. Like, I know like yeah. a lot of movies will try to cover like addiction issues, but with this guy, like, you can see that he has like a real gambling addiction. Right. Yeah, he has real problems, and it's great to see that. And then, like, there's no sugarcoating. The gangsters aren't like these pretty. 20 year old 40 year olds like these are like old white men who have been in the game for a long time and it's a very realistic film and i'm okay with it being realistic but there's something about how they how they crafted like the crafted put the pieces together that just doesn't work for me like i didn't feel anxious i didn't feel anxiety i didn't feel suspense i didn't feel any of the tension you guys are talking about so it's like it's very 
it's very it's interesting that we had such a different you know viewing of this movie like, true, true. Um, part of my reason why maybe I didn't like it is because I'm not used to Adam Sandler doing movies like this. Like, I like Adam Sandler's Adam Adam Sandler's films because they're all dumb. Like they they have a basic storyline. Uh, okay. <laughs> like they have a basic storyline that you can figure out from the beginning until the end, and then like um, they he throws in that his usual buddies that are always there with him in his movies, like. The th- for, like you could see three people that have been in there with like all his other films and this was the first film he's never done anything like that so maybe I was kind of biased because that's you're all, like, like what the hell is this what is going on yeah, <laughs> you not, like, not like it's just that like, I'm so used to watching like all his other movies that are just funny and just mm-hmm. have a, that are made for you to laugh so maybe that's why I felt like no that. yeah I, I definitely know. get that but like yeah. for me personally I, I'm not really a, f- a huge fan of, like, dumb comedy because, mm-hmm. like, some of that shit is just honestly not funny to me at all. <laughs> so when I saw him in this movie, I kind of, like, he it kind of changed my look on him because I think he is a pretty good actor, but I never really took him seriously. Oh, so yeah. seeing him yeah. act like this, I can actually, like, take him seriously. And I do think that if he, I can't, I don't know if he got an award for his role in this, but I feel like he should have, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like also a part of it, I feel like Adam Sandler's caliber of acting was too high compared to the rest of the cast. I think that's also a really big problem for me was. It was like his acting is this character is so realistic and some of the moments that he had with other actors was just it didn't like like the scene between him and his mistress in the office. Like I don't think that was supposed to be a funny scene, but it was funny because the the way he was crying and stuff no like the way he was crying was fine it was like her reaction to him was mm-hmm. not it mm-hmm. didn't feel genuine to be somebody who was gonna like she, like to be in love with him to get his name tattooed on her ass like that didn't feel real enough the scenes between him and his wife were very real like a struggling yeah. couple the scenes between him and his kids were very real but i think also part of it has to do with dialogue for me because i felt like a lot of it was just shouting it was just shouting and screaming it was and very like, loud yeah. and i was just like i i'm not asking for a lot of depth but i would like meaningful dialogue you know what i'm saying so it's like trying to weed out what's supposed to be meaningful dialogue in those scenes where they're just like fuck you fuck you asshole fuck you and i'm just like okay but like where's the part where i'm supposed to you know get something you know Mm -hmm. so i felt like I felt like I I get what you're saying too, but like once again, I felt that like that was like real like New Yorker type. That's like how they, like how they talk. So that's what made it more real for me. Yeah, but I definitely understand what you're saying about yeah. um his mistress part because I think this is her first movie. Actually, I believe this is one of her first movies, but it wasn't like she she wasn't giving enough for me. Mm-hmm. She didn't do terrible, but she could have done more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but for me i honestly forgot that adam sandler was adam sandler halfway through this movie like, yeah i forgot he was like because I, I hadn't seen one of his movies in a very long time so even though i did remember him i kind of remember him in a different image so i was like oh wow this is adam sandler like i didn't register that i just rem- it felt like a real guy to me and it felt like to me this kind of was almost documentary level in some yeah. moments because it's a very much 
like the camera goes when things get crazy the camera's back and forth back and forth so it feels even though it does feel like a movie I didn't feel as if this was a hundred percent like cookie cutter Hollywood because I feel like, like fictional yeah because a lot of other Hollywood movies if they're talking about gambling they might do something like they would maybe treat this differently than just be like oh here's the guy you're gonna follow around for like three days you know mm-hmm. I don't know if I can describe it well I feel like if this was another type of Hollywood movie they would probably do a big backstory this is what he was like as a kid this is when the gambling started or whatever mm-hmm. so I I really liked how we were just kind of thrown in like I like the chaos of it like when the doctor same, called same. him on the phone and was like oh yeah your colonoscopy was good and he's like okay all oh, right and he's great switching between lines trying to yeah. get his diamond I mean his opal back right it's like all the multitasking of it all like he does five things in one in like one time like he like nothing's ever a dull moment and even when it's a dull moment well for me like even the dull moments are still kind of stressful because you can tell on his face he's thinking about other things so yeah when he was at his daughter's play I was I was feeling like I'm not relaxing (laughs) even though this should be a relaxing moment I'm not relaxed because something's gonna happen yeah, One thing I guess. Too- oh, you can go ahead. Oh, I guess for me is that I just didn't feel that. I, I mean, the chaos was there in the way it was shot. The chaos is there in the way of the dialogue. The chaos is there in the acting on their faces, but it didn't resonate with me. So mm-hmm. I guess that's my, the, my biggest problem with this. I didn't feel what I was supposed to feel while watching this. Do you yeah. think if the character wasn't, if the main character wasn't a gambler? if it was like from the perspective of the kids or the wife or somebody else I would think, you care more i i, I don't do even think, think it it's general? that like i could have got like that whole like underdog very real story i can get behind it but there was something that just didn't it just didn't you know connect with me like it's supposed to like i know i'm not supposed to care for him or like fall in love with this character that's not what the movie is made for like everybody's an asshole this is a very real situation but like as real as it was there's a lack of emotion being transmitted for me yeah but yeah what i was about to say earlier um i actually like after the movie i looked some stuff up it's really what's really interesting is like a lot of the cast members they literally pulled them from the street like his son they really the son the guy who plays howie's son some random kid the directors met like a couple months before filming they put him off the street uh one of the the main gangster guy that's also like a random person the director met like some these cast members are real people like um one of the other jewel jurors i don't remember his name and i can't pronounce that word god but um <laughs> he's another guy that they just pulled off the street like he's an actual jewel jewelry person so okay yeah um but i mean i i'm it's interesting that we all had i just really like when we don't agree (laughs) (laughs) we have a tendency we have a tendency to be like very uh what is it very compliant of each other like we don't want to be a bother to somebody else or like we just really don't care (laughs) (laughs) so it's very interesting that we all had like different opinions on this but i mean I recommend the movie if you're looking for something to watch. It's on Netflix. It's there. You know, form your own opinions about it. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch another movie by these directors. Oh my god! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because 
not anytime Thanks. soon because it's just it wasn't an enjoyable ride it was just a ride mm-hmm. for me yeah so what would you rate the movie out of 10 we can want it we can end it like that if we'd like to do it like that yeah um a 5.5 a 6 i give it like a 6.5 almost 7 out of 10 I would give it either a nine or eight, or like a yeah, probably a nine out of ten. Yeah, same. I'd probably give it a nine. Wow, the so different. <laughs> I know so me, okay. me and Mia are usually on the same wavelength most of the time. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> yeah. it's what happens I to be mean, that way. Yeah, it's not for- surprising that me and Mia are on the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, makes for more interesting conversations. So true. Yeah. Right. I really yeah. like this. Like honestly, this is like the most fun I've had with a movie in a while. So, mm. is, yeah. Well, you heard it here. Go watch the movie or don't. It's up to y'all. But it's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh on Netflix. Uh, tell us what you guys thought. You know, at us at commented on Twitter. All that. Um, don't forget to leave us a review or a download or a like or at least go tell one of your friends to listen to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye. 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 Bye.